Get ready, we're turning it up. Get ready, get ready, we're turning it up. Round by round we go. Hey, round by round we go. Hey, hey, what's going hey. on, guys? Hey. It is another, hey. and it is another. Hey, okay, okay. Hey, hey, you got a different energy tonight. Welcome into the Pigskin Chance Fantasy Football Podcast. It is your host Justin <laughs> and Derek. You can find us on Twitter at Pigskin underscore J Gonzo and Pigskin underscore D Rock. Derek, how we doing tonight, man? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. That air horn always always gets me going. <laughs> All right, guys. Up, we are going to go round by round, talk about a couple guys that we either are targeting or fading by each round at the current ADP. We're probably only go about eight rounds or so, and uh, let's get into it, man. Yeah, only half the draft. <laughs> only half it. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, we're going to talk about... Uh, let's start with the first round, okay? Um, Justin, who in the first round are you kind of looking at? Maybe... Wanting to stay away from in the first round. Yeah, man. So, I get, I mean, it, it's a little bit difficult it's because tough to choose in the first round. Man. It is because I mean, obviously, these guys are going in the first round for a reason. Um, especially, you know, a guy that we haven't seen in in recent time. Like we haven't seen this position being drafted in the first round, which is a tight end. You know, so that he's obviously just a difference maker. A guy that's currently going in that first round right now, averaging between that 11th spot to me is Aaron Jones. All right, I can I've seen Aaron Jones kind of fall into that second round a little bit. I'm I'm more happy, or I'm a little happier if I can get him in the second round than I am the first, especially with all this uh, nonsense going on with Aaron Rodgers and nonsense. everything like that. Nonsense. Let's cut it out. Let me know what I need to do. Help me help you. Let's go. Come on. Uh, but no, Aaron Rodgers is a guy, or Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones is a, is a guy that I'm kind of fading a little bit in the first round. Remember, I'm really not happy taking him there. Um, you know, I, I kind of can see, I don't know, maybe, you know, take, he's risky. Yeah, he is. It's just a lot of risk, you know? Yeah. So, all right. So who's a guy that you are targeting? If you have a choice of draft spot, you can pick a, any spot in the, in, in the first round. Where do you want to be? What guy are you looking well, to target? It's not even if I have any spot because obviously if I got the top end of the you know top two spots, I'm going to take Dev McCaffrey or Cook. Um, but for me, and we we've done a couple mocks here, and uh, I've had the middle of the draft. I've gotten lucky, you know. I've gotten you know sixth, seventh, eighth, or whatever. And uh, Zeke's sitting there. Zeke is sitting there right there in that middle of the draft. And to me, he's still a top. He he has a top four, top three running back upside, you know, overall. So I, I really like the value you get with Zeke because he, he is going after, you know, Jonathan Taylor, who's in a he's he's at the top of a muddy backfield. Yeah. To me, you know, and, you know, he's he's going behind here, going right in front of Nick Chubb. Sometimes people I've seen rankings where people are taking Nick Chubb over Zeke. You know, I, I like the value getting on Zeke this year. I really do. I, I think he has a lot of upside, especially with the offense that everybody's projecting Dallas to have. Yeah, so. no, I, 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 I dig it, man. Zeke is a is still an elite player. The guy that I'm fading the most in the first round is Jonathan Taylor. Yep, sixth overall. I just can't pull the trigger. I can't do it, man. I we've talked about it before. He was on my on the chance blacklist episode as a guy that I am completely fading. It's no secret here. I'm fading him in the first round simply because he's not going to get the receiving work that is required of a top five running back. Unless you're Derrick Henry. And if you want to make that argument, you get you, then you have to project him for 2000 yards. I just don't see it. So he's definitely a guy I'm fading in the first round. And then, like you said, if I have a top five pick, I'm completely happy with any of the top five guys in the first round ADP. You know, McCaffrey, Cook, Henry, Kamara, Barkley. I'm happy with any of those guys. And honestly, I'm happy with Zeke as well. You can throw him in there. So 
yeah, I kind of want a top five pick. I want to target those top five running backs or the top six running backs. So any of those guys in the top, I'm good with. If you're going down a little bit further, you know, I might play around and draft the receiver in the first round, you know, and I don't think Hill is a bad pick. I don't think uh, Stefan Diggs is a bad pick, even though he's at uh, 13 overall. I, I, I think both of those guys are, are solid picks, especially if you have a pick in the 10, 11, 12 range in a 12-team league. Absolutely. All right, so round two, round two, uh, ADP. Let's just kind of read it well, off. Let's go back to to round one real quick. Okay. How? What are your thoughts, and how do you feel about taking Kelsey in the first round? Not doing it. No? You, no. you, you don't want to pull the trigger? Not at all. Okay. Just the way that I build teams, the yeah. way that I like my roster to be constructed, If Ke- now, this is this is my philosophy with a lot of – of 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 players in those onesie positions, right? Quarterback, tight end. If Kelsey falls to the third round, smashing the draft button. Okay. If a top five quarterback in my rankings falls to the fifth round, smash the draft button. Other than that, I'm not taking a tight end higher than thir- than the third round. I'm not taking a quarterback higher than the fifth round. It's just not happening. I want running backs and receivers in those rounds. <laughs> Unless a guy who I think is a top five at his position falls, sorry, top five quarterback or a top three tight end. If those positions fall to those rounds, then I'm more likely to pull the trigger. I mean, hey, I did a mock yesterday and I got Lamar in the sixth. Nice. So that's what I'm looking for. That's why I asked because I know we did do a mock uh, where you did take Kelsey on that 12th pick. Yeah, but I was on the turn and I had to wait. 20 something picks before my next pick and i felt more comfortable doing it there but if i'm in the seven eight nine ten range i'm less likely to pull the trigger at that spot because i know that my weight is a little bit less between picks and i'll have you know more options but if i'm legit on the turn at 12 i might pull the trigger on him the other part is too is you know we we mock we do a lot of mock drafts because you want to play with different, like different setups, yeah, different, different starts, strategies like, and stuff. Yeah. Just because I took him in a mock doesn't mean that I'm going to. That's going to be my well, target. My, you know? Yeah, I knew it wasn't going to be target. I just want to know your thought process on like your team that you had built would right. take him in the first. Like, I wanted to see what my team looked like, and sure. I'll be honest. You know, I I would have rather have taken him in the third, and gotten a stud running back or receiver there, and I know that now. Uh, honestly, it just reaffirmed my original thought, which was tight ends in the third round, top three tight ends in the third round, not any higher. And I saw a team that was like that in a mock draft and I didn't like it. So that's why you mock. That's why you listen to our episodes and we do mock season. You got to tune into those episodes, get our thought process on those and see, you know, we're, we're doing different things. You know, we may have a draft coming up where, I don't know, Justin tries zero RB or, I go running back first four or five rounds, or we go quarterback early, or we go tight end early. Like we want to do those now and get practice with those now and see what our teams look like. And yeah, man, I took Kelsey at the 12, 13 turn and I, I wasn't super excited about the team I had. So yeah, he's one guy that I'm definitely looking away from in the first round. All right, man. All right, All right, so, let's uh, move into the second round here. We're looking at guys like Stefan Diggs, Austin Eckler, Cam Akers, uh, D-Hop, Antonio Gibson, DK Metcalf, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Najee Harris, Joe Mixon, Calvin Ridley, A.J. Brown, and Justin Jefferson. Any guys that you're fading and uh, one guy that you're targeting in, the, in this group of guys right here, man? Okay, so my one of my big targets I think is, you and I had the same one. Yeah? You want to say on the count of three? Yes. All right, ready? One, two, three. Najee, Najee Harris. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know, absolute, you know, he's going to be a stud. Yes, he's gonna be 100%. A stud. I think we both can agree that he's going to get over 300 touches in year one. And he is he is the perfect second-round pick if I went tra- uh, Tyreek Hill or Stephon Diggs or Devontae Adams in the first round. Perfect pick because he's got elite upside. He's got top six upside to me. Yeah, he's got like top five, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So if I can get that in the second round and pair him with a stud wide receiver like Tyreek Hill or Devontae Adams or Stephon Diggs, I'm super happy. And on the other side too is if I can get him, you know, he's going at, sorry, I lost him. He's going at 20 overall. So he's almost 
he's almost at that. If I had the number four overall pick, and let's say I got Derrick Henry at four, it comes back around. I got Najee Harris. Like now I have two running backs that are going to get over 300 touches, and that's super valuable for fantasy football. Najee Harris is a guy that I'm definitely taking. Um, Yeah, what are your thoughts on uh, Najee Harris? Send it. Just send it. That's it? Yeah. Just send I'm, it. I'm, I'm super excited about Najee. Uh, he's projected a very, very big workload. Uh, I'm not very excited about the wide receivers on that team. We'll talk to them. We'll talk about them a little bit more later oh, on. Oh, for sure. For sure. But not, Najee, dude, it's it's not too long ago that we had – that we were talking about Le'Veon Bell drafting in the first round. You know, that he was a different play. He was a different – maker in fantasy football yeah. i mean mike tomlin and uses one guy see Najee having a similar type of role yes. in this offense absolutely send it I, I really like this pick man absolutely send it to the internet yes send, send it. it smash the draft button okay I hope, so i hope i draft before right. you in every second run <laughs> <laughs> we'll see about that man we're in a couple leagues together so um all right so give me a player that you are fading in round two somebody who's Who's not worthy of being selected this high? I've got a similar philosophy uh, that you do about quarterbacks way too early. And Patrick Mahomes in the second round, I listen, Patrick Mahomes is elite. He's a he's a hell of a quarterback, man. This man yeah. does things that... 50 touchdown upside. He was doing Legit. things in the Super Bowl that you just don't see humanly possible where he's literally vertically in the air. You know what I'm saying? Like they got the ass kicked. They did get the ass kicked, but there's <laughs> things that he's doing that shouldn't be humanly possible throwing a ball. Yeah. And he's making it happen. But I just don't like taking a quarterback that early with once I can get somebody with similar upside, not maybe not 50 touchdown, but maybe a little bit more rushing floor in the fifth round or the sixth round. Like you just got Lamar, you know? Yeah. It, I, I just really don't like say, taking so, like Patrick Mahomes in the second. I have never had a share of I Patrick feel like, Mahomes. No, me either. It's, it's, it's regrettable, but at the same time, yes. if you didn't get him before he broke out, and you're a person that likes to draft quarterbacks late, you've probably never had him. Yeah. And I have never had him. The only time I had him was a dynasty startup I did last year. I had the 101, and it was super flex, and I took him 101. And the commissioner, Nick, like, nuked the league halfway through. Yeah, so um, don't join, you know, public free leagues. (laughs) (laughs) Or the commission, you don't don't know the commission because they they just destroy them. And I had a good team, and that was my one share of Patrick Mahomes. I agree, man. Patrick Mahomes, not in the second round for me. But for an act, my actual answer, my my actual stance, I will double down on my take from last week's episode. I'm going to say Justin Jefferson at 24 overall is just a guy I'm not taking. You know, I'm I'd much rather take, you know, the guys going around him like Calvin Ridley, A.J. Brown. I'd rather take, uh, you know, right in that same range is third round top three tight ends, which is a rule of mine, which is a... <laughs> a rule of mine if Kittle's sitting there in the third round i might take him if i'm on this turn right here you know if i'm on the uh two three turn and justin jefferson's sitting there i may skip him and go kittle and clyde Edwards hilaire or a darren waller and you know aj brown you know i might do something like that like i'm skipping justin jefferson this year because i think the hype has gone too far he's the wide receiver eight right now can't do it. Can't yeah. do it. I talked about it yeah. last week. Go back and listen to that episode. I can't do it. Yeah, dude. Uh, just just because I want another honorable mention for a guy that I'm targeting in the second round, definitely, definitely going to be Joe Mixon. I, I like his outlook for 2021. I think he's in for what could be uh, RB1 numbers. Uh, or at least RB1 workload if he stays healthy. And, I mean, if you're getting a guy going 21st overall, so the back half of the second round, to pair with a, maybe a Derrick Henry or an Alvin Kamara, like, yeah. that that could be a no, solid. A no Giovanni Bernard? Yeah. Uptick in passing work? I like it. be a solid. Uh, All right, third round. Like I said, for me, this is the tight end round. If you can get a top three guy in here, this is where I pull the trigger. 25th overall, you got George Kittle. Then you got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, J.K. Dobbins, Darren Waller, 
Josh Jacobs, Michael Thomas, DeAndre Swift, Miles Sanders, Keenan Allen, Josh Allen, Terry McLaurin, and Chris Carson. Who's a fade? Who are you not targeting in this round? Who are you trying to stay away from? Are there any traps? Are there any landmines in this round? Who are you looking to stay away from? Yeah, man. Um, just be careful. He might be joshing you. Josh Jacobs. <laughs> nice. I, I don't I don't want to do anything with that guy. Nice. Uh 20, 29th overall. I, I'm good, man. I'm gonna stay away. I'm gonna I'm gonna that this is where I, I might take that shot on Darren Waller. Or George Kittle if he's there, or maybe go get me like a Keenan Allen. This is a good round for wide receivers. Yeah, this is round no, three. this is a great round. Yeah, especially for your wide receiver one if you went running back, running back, or something like that. Uh, but I, I do not want Josh Jacobs. I, I just don't have any faith. I think there's a lot of risk involved. Go back and listen to our last episode. I, I touched on Josh Jacobs a little bit, but I, I'm good on that man. Yeah, uh, my guy, my fave for this round is gonna be Miles Sanders. I just, I just don't believe anymore. I, I thought I did last year. I, I drafted him in a couple places. I traded for him in a dynasty league. It didn't pan out. I mean, he was solid at some points of the year, but he's not the superstar he was I thought solid he was going to be. solid on those two plays where he busted a 70-yard team. Yeah, and, and, and here's the thing. is like He did do that. He did yeah, bust those big plays, but at the same time, man, like they drafted a running back. Kenneth Gainwell's no slouch, okay? They got a new coaching staff. You don't know how tied they are to this guy. You don't know if they're going to want to bring in somebody else. They already claimed carry on Johnson. You know, Jordan, Miles, Jordan Howard's still on this depth yeah, chart, bro. Like, Jordan, Jordan Howard's <laughs> somehow still there. I'm just not confident. And in the third round, you know, I'm not going to take him. Like I said, it's a really good round for wide receivers. If I've got a tight end, a top three tight end that fell here, Kittle or Waller or Kelsey somehow, I'm pulling the trigger on those guys. Michael Thomas, I want that guy. That's probably my target in this round. Round three, I'm going Michael Thomas. You know, we're two years away f- removed from him being the wide receiver one and a guy that led the league in targets, receptions, all that stuff. Who and could have a quarterback that likes to air the ball out? He could have a quarterback that has a better arm at this point in his life yes. than Drew Brees. Because I'm not saying that Drew Brees – and 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 Jameis Winston in the same stratosphere as far oh God, as quarterback, but, <laughs> but at least Jameis Winston at this point in his career can get the ball to Michael Thomas on routes other than slants. Yes, at and, least thirty percent of the time. <laughs> no, no, thirty for thirty. No, oh, no, I think you. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't like that one. I don't like that. One. All right, man. Uh, one of my guys that I am targeting in this round, though, and I think is a screaming value, is Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I think this man is going to be – he's a, a very, very solid RB2 at the least. Uh, he's going to present RB1 upside. I know he hurt people last year. He wasn't what was hyped up to be, but I feel like everybody was hyping him up because of the landing spot. And this man was going, like, fourth overall in some of the drafts that I was seeing and stuff. I was like, what is going on? Yeah. Like, no. Now, here in the third round, he he fell from the first round to the third round. And I got a possibility of setting myself up very, very nicely with maybe a, you know, a top six uh, running back and a top five wide receiver. And then you got followed up by Clyde Edwards-Alaire. That's a that's that's a nice pairing, man. I, I I love Clyde in the third round. I'm I've been targeting him in a lot of mock drafts I've been doing. So I, I'm oh, he's a great pick I, I like in this him. round because you know the, the Chiefs have you know revamped their offensive line. You know Patrick Mahomes another year in the league. They've got they they lost Sammy Watkins, so they need another pass catcher to emerge. I mean I know they have Hill Tyreek and and Kelsey as the top two options, but. I mean, he I'll, could easily be the third option. He could option easily be that third option. I like and it. And he's like a solid pass catching running back. He just needs the rushing work to go along with it. And I'm not scared of Daryl Williams. I mean, he's going to come in and get some carries here and there, but he shouldn't be a guy that commands more than, you know, six to eight carries a game. Clyde should get 20 touches a game. Like, I would give that guy 20 touches a game. Oh, for sure. The problem is, is that the offense runs through Patrick Mahomes. So yeah. if he's going to get the 20 touches. It's not going to be 18 carries and four and four catches. It's going to be like eight or nine receptions and like 12 rushes. 
You know what I mean? It's gonna I be mean, somewhere around. Sign, sign me up for PPR, bro. Yeah, like <laughs> sign me exactly. Up. And this is this is half PPR rankings. Um, by the way, just so everybody knows. Yeah, I mean, I like the pick. I like the pick. Did you have a fade in this round? Yeah, man. I told you it was Josh Jacobs. Okay, yeah, yeah. All right, so we're gonna move on to the next round. Um, uh, just honorable mention, Chris Carson. You can't go wrong with Chris Carson. Especially the, the back end of that third. Yeah, this is literally the last pick of the third round. Chris Carson running back for the Seattle Seahawks. Huge value to me. RB20. Like, are you kidding me? He's in a, his workload is almost locked in. His the guy behind him is Rashad Penny, who hasn't done anything in this league. And you're gonna tell me he's gonna come in and, and, and take away work from Chris Carson? No, not happening. Carlos Hyde, the guy that he was splitting that Chris Carson was splitting time with last year, is now in Jacksonville. So to me, it's gonna be all Chris Carson, man. And I don't even know if I need him to get a lot of passing work. If I can get him to 30 catches on the season, I'm happy with that. Yeah. Absolutely happy with that. So and in the end of the third round, almost the fourth round, as your, you know, third, second or third running back, I'm I'm I'm, I'm totally cool with that. Absolutely. Now, fourth round, fourth round. This is where it gets kind of uh, starting to get a little little dicey here. Okay, got Allen Robinson, David Montgomery, Mike Evans, Julio Jones, Kyler Murray, Chris Godwin, the Dallas duo, C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper, James Robinson, Miles Gaskin, Adam Thielen, Kareem. Hunt, this is the fourth round ADP. Justin, give me a fade and then follow it up with a target in this round. Oh, man. Um, you know what? To me, man, I, I there's just there's too many. There, there's too many weapons here, like too many, too much fantasy value here in the later part of this round. Than the beginning, and I see Mike Evans sitting up there at the beginning of this round. I much rather have Godwin, Lamb, Cooper, uh, even maybe Adam Thielen. I think that one's kind of close uh, for me, but I, I don't know, man. I, I just don't really like the outlook for Mike Evans. I, yeah, I, I feel just, like Mike Evans should be like back to back with Adam Thielen. Yes, I think he should be the later part of this round. I just I think I would much rather take the upside in CD Lamb and that Dallas. Even Amari Cooper, you already know what Amari Cooper is going to be, but if you if you're looking maybe for a little upside, CD Lamb for sure. Uh Chris Godwin I think has the safer floor on the same team that Mike Ed- Evans is on. So for me man, I I'm fading Mike Evans in this round. I probably am not going to have any shares. I'm probably not going to target him unless he falls. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my targets, though, this in this one, man, this one's a little interesting. I, to be honest, I'm, I'm probably going to go C.D. Lamb. Uh, I really do like uh, the outlook for C.D. Lamb. I like where he's going to be. Dak is back. Utilize. Yep. Dak's got his backpack back. And uh, he's ready. Uh, so <laughs> uh, CD Lamb, man. CD Lamb. I, I really like him this year. All right, man. Uh, I'm. I'm just gonna go ahead and say that. Uh, I'm just gonna double down. Let's just double down on the Mike Evans take. And I'm just gonna throw him in there. He was a guy that I labeled as a risky player in last week's show, and. I'm just going to double down, man. I don't really want to target him in this round. Like you said, I mean, I'd rather have Godwin, Julio. Um, I'm not as big a fan as Amari Cooper. I do like CeeDee Lamb more, but I would still probably take Cooper ahead of Mike Evans. Just because I think Cooper's volume could be better. Um, so, yeah, Mike Evans is a guy I'm, I'm, I'm not targeting in this round. I'm kind of skipping over. And then the, the guy I really want in this round is going to be David Montgomery. Okay, I feel like he's in that same same conversation as Chris Carson. He's that same type of back where I think the volume on the ground is going to be there. Now, I think he has a better shot to get the passing down work, but I'm not going to lie. They do have Damian Williams behind him, and there's a reason why I skipped Tariq Cohen. Um, reports came out that he's still feeling stiff from his surgery, from his ACL surgery. Not looking good, man. Not really looking good. We'll have to see when training camp rolls around. If he's missing time, Tariq Cohen could be, you know, less and less effective. And if he has trouble coming back from that injury, I think David Montgomery could have, you know, a sim- a start to the season like he finished last season, where he ended up finishing as the RB4. He could, and I'm not projecting to be a top five, top six running back, but 
you know, he could be a solid, a high end RB two for your team. If he, if he has the right things happen for him. Now, again, I'm not hoping Tariq Cohen doesn't play because you never want to wish injury on a blade. I don't want that, but you can't deny that it's, he's coming off a major injury. And if David Montgomery soaks up that receiving work, he could produce like he did last year. And, And if you get him in this round, I think it's a great, a great value. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, another guy, though, that I'm kind of fading in this round is going to be James Robinson. I just kind of want to bring his name up. Yeah, I wanted to throw him in there, too. I don't really think it's much of a f- as much of a fade as it was earlier in the offseason, but yeah. Yeah, so. I, I for, fourth round for me, James Robinson. I'd rather have guys like Gaskin and Kareem Hunt that are right around there. Uh, I just don't. I, I don't know his. I know he's still going to be involved, but how good is this offense really going to be? How good are they effective? Are they going to run the ball? He's not going to get the amount of workload that he had last year. Travis Etienne will touch the ball, man. You don't spend a first-round pick and not utilize that player. So, for me, James Robinson is going to be a fade. Yeah, I can dig it, man. I mean, James Robinson, you know, he he had a ton of volume last year, and I think that that first-round running back is going to cut into that for sure. All right, next round, we've got, what, round five? Yep. Fifth round. All right. Top of the fifth round. Lamar Jackson, Robert Woods, Mark Andrews, Dak Prescott, TJ Hawkinson, Cooper Cup, Tyler Lockett, Deontay Johnson, Kenny Galladay, DJ Moore, Russell Wilson, and Chase Edmonds. I'm going to start it off because I want to get my target in this round established right away. My target in this round is Lamar Jackson. And, and like I said earlier, I'm I'm a top five quarterback in the fifth round kind of drafter if i'm sitting here and and you can call dak prescott a close second close second if i'm sitting here and lamar jackson's on the clock or on the board and i'm on the clock in the fifth round i'm pulling the trigger because he is two players in one he's a quarterback and he's a running back at the same time for fantasy purposes i'm gonna take lamar jackson man i think he's a a great a great value in the fifth round like I said, he's two players in one. It's almost like you're taking a quarterback and drafting a flex at the same time, you know, because of the production he's going to give you yeah. on the ground and through the air. Yeah, so. absolutely. And then well, f- give your fade, man. Fade for me, man. I'm, I'm fading Chase Edmonds, hard. Okay. Don't want him. And he could have been a blacklist player for me. Yeah. As far as like, I don't want to draft him in any round. I feel like. I feel like the earliest I would take him is like 11th or 12th round. Oh, Jesus. I'm just not into <laughs> Chase Edmonds. He's never been a workhorse. Never. He has James Conner behind him now in an offense that wants to throw the ball. Kyler Murray's going to throw. I mean, they have A.J. Green, Christian Kirk, D-Hop. They just drafted uh, Rondell Moore. Rondell Moore. You know, they're drafting all these receivers. They signed an old busted running back. Like, listen, I don't – I just – I'm not into it, man. I'm not into it. Chase Edmonds has never been the guy. I don't think he's ever going to be the guy. I just don't see it. And I would much rather take my shot on, you know, I would much rather have Raheem Mostert. And I'm a guy that firmly believes Raheem Mostert's losing his job. I'd rather have, I'd rather have Mike Davis two two picks later than Chase Edmonds because yeah. I know Mike Davis is getting volume. I'd almost rather take Ronald Jones Ooh. over Chase Edmonds. Actually, I will. I am saying that right now. I will take Ronald Jones a hundred times out of a hundred over Chase Edmonds. All right, and that's without receiving work because you know Ronald Jones ain't getting the ball yeah, thrown to him for with, sure. with Geo for sure getting all that receiving work. Yeah, man. Uh, so for me, a target in this round. I mean, there's a couple guys that I like. I think T.J. Hawkinson is going to have a really big year. Uh, you can't argue with having Mark Andrews right there in the fifth round. But for me, man, uh, I got to show Robert Woods a little bit of love. I think that's a guy that consistently... Bobby he, Trees doesn't get enough love, man. He doesn't, man. Uh, year in, year out, he's kind of that undervalued player. I think Robert Woods definitely a, a lock in this round for me, uh, especially if he's going to be my wide receiver too at this point. Uh, hands down, lock it in. I, I like that pick right there. I mean, honestly, he could be your third receiver at this point in the, yeah, in the depending draft. Depending on, depending on how the on how, fall. Yeah, yeah. If you sure. skipped, if you skip quarterback and early or early quarterback, early tight end, and you're just drafting running backs and receivers, fifth round, he could be your third receiver. 
Yeah. And I'll take that. Yeah, for sure. Every day of the week and 50 times on Sunday. Yep. And a guy that I do not want is uh, Kenny Goodnight. <laughs> All right, Galladay. Uh, I didn't. <laughs> I'm debating on whether or not I should give you the fail <laughs> drop or the, the 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 drums. Oh man! Well, you can give uh, Daniel Jones the fail drop. Here you go, Daniel Jones. There we go. That is the main reason why I'm fa- uh, fading Kenny Galladay. I I probably will not have any shares of this guy. Uh, I've said it time and time again. Too many mouths to feed and not enough ramen in the pantry. Listen, I and I'm just gonna piggyback off of this. I I agree with the Kenny Galladay pick. I was listening to an interview with Joe Judge today. Okay. And they asked him about Daniel Jones, how he feels about Daniel Jones being his quarterback. They legit, this is the question they asked him. And he he was like, the only thing he really said about Daniel Jones was that he's a good leader. And he commands the huddle when he's in there. Didn't talk about his talent. Well, I would hope so. He's the only one calling the play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it did not sound like a, you know, super excited head coach that b- believes wholeheartedly in the talent of his quarterback. He didn't call him special. He didn't say this guy's got an it factor. He just said, you know, he's a good leader. He he's you know, got he, he commands the respect of his teammates. And he works hard. And it's like, and to me, sitting there, I'm like, man, that's not a huge vote of confidence from your head coach. You know, it may seem like it on the surface, but if you really pull back the layers, man, it sounds like he's just saying enough to get out of that question. You know, I feel like this is one of those situations where if, you know, if Daniel Jones doesn't produce this year, they probably will be drafting a quarterback next in next year's draft. Yes, 100%. And that's not good for Kenny Galladay. Nope. I think that's the whole point that we're trying to make is that's not good for Kenny Galladay. So, no, I agree with the pick there. All right, we going to the next round? Yes, sir. All right, the sixth round, we've got Big Herbs, Justin Herbert, Mike Davis, Raheem Mostert, Melvin Gordon, A.A.Ron Rogers. Is that how you say his name? A.A.Ron? A.A.Ron. Ronald Jones, Odell Beckham. You done messed up, A.A.Ron? Sorry, that just just came to my head. Um, Odell Beckham Jr., Kyle Pitts, Javonta Williams, Travis Etienne, Brandon Ayuk, and Chase Claypool. Justin, give me a sixth-round fade. Who are you not taking this round? Man, I got a couple in this round. I'm not going to lie. It's starting to get dicey over here, man. Yeah, dude, I I have a couple in this round. We're in the deep end right now. Yeah, and I don't have my floaties. (laughs) Uh, dude, I am, you know, I'm going to give you two on this one. I'm going to give you uh Melvin Gordon and Chase Claypool. I, I really don't want either one of these guys. Uh, Melvin Gordon, I full heartedly believe he's going to lose his job halfway through. I don't believe he'll be the starter. I think he will still be involved to some point, but I really do believe they traded up to get Javante Williams for a certain reason. And Chase Claypool, man, it just comes down to you got your three wide receiver set that's out there. You have the addition of Najee Harris. You're not going to be passing the ball as much as you had to last year. And I don't know if Big Ben's got in the arm. I know he's another year removed from that surgery, but I just don't think that Big Ben really has that deep ball anymore, and I think that's Chase Claypool's game. Um I, I don't know, man. I, I know they can utilize them in different ways and everything. I just don't know if I'm comfortable having Chase Claypool and utilizing him in my roster. But, yeah, those are my two guys. All right, man. Give me a uh, target. Guy you're targeting in this round. You can't. It's screaming value at this point, man. You got a starting running back that's going to have a very, very big workload. And you just had one of the main guys on the offense just uh, depart. So, Mike Davis, man, for me, RB26 here in the sixth round, send it. Yeah, send absolute it. smash right here. Uh, he was going to be my pick. Um, Yeah, I mean, Mike Davis, he can't get any better than that in this round. The running backs in this round are all timeshare guys and guys that aren't getting all the work. Mike Davis, the guy behind him is Quadri Allison or Javian Hawkins. And who? Exactly. Exactly. So Mike Davis is the lone guy. If they don't add anybody, this is a stupid 
value in this round. Mike Davis, for sure. 100% agree with that pick. Um, you know, I'll take, you know, in this, in this, at this part of the draft, if I don't get Mike Davis, I'm comfortable taking uh, Devon, Devonta Williams here. Mm-hmm. Now, and this kind of piggybacks off of what you said about Melvin Gordon, he's going to lose his job to Javante Williams. Don't know what time of the year that's going to be. I mean, if Melvin Gordon is good, it could be later in the season, but I'm willing to take my shot on him now. You know, people were not super excited about Cam Akers early last season. Yeah, He came on at the end of the year. You had to hold him. I picked him up off the waiver wires Just in our like, main uh, league. J.K. Dobbins, too. Right. So I will take... Javante Williams here. I'll take the shot on him. I almost said Ronald Jones, but he doesn't. He's not getting passing down work, and I feel like Javante Williams can be a three down back. And if I can take my shot there over Ronald Jones, I think I'd do it. Low hanging fruit for a a a fade in this round is is Aaron Rodgers. I mean, for obvious reasons, unless we know for sure where he's going. I mean, if he's playing football in 2021, this is value. It's a value. It's not a fade. So, but if he, if you are going into your draft, you don't know where Aaron Rodgers is, don't draft him. Like, let him fall. Let him fall and fall and fall and fall, like he did when he was drafted originally, where he fell and fell and <laughs> fell. He's, he's, he's probably the biggest, he is the biggest fade in this round, Aaron Rodgers, to me, at this current moment. Now, let's say tomorrow, he's like, all right, I'm reporting to training camp. Then if you can draft him in this round... I'm fully prepared to pull the trigger out in this round. So, all right. Got what? Seventh round now? Yeah, man. Moving into the seventh round of this here uh, draft. We've got... In this draft. <laughs> sorry, that's not a draft. Going down the ADP board. In the ADP board, seventh round, you've got the GOAT himself, Tom Brady, T. Higgins, Leonard Fournette. Sorry. Playoff, Lenny. Uh, no... <laughs> <laughs> Noah fan, yeah, I can't. Who keep... let this guy on the mic? <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever, dude. <laughs> Champa Bay. Uh, Noah Fant, Jalen Hurts, Juju Smith-Schuster, Damian Harris, David Johnson, DJ Chark, Jamar Chase, Cortland Sutton, Debo Samuel. Who are we looking at in this round? Oh man, who are you uh... looking to target? Who are you, who are you taking? All right, so to target, uh, I mean, you can't really argue with you know what what i'm projecting and what i'm hoping for is teddy to be the quarterback i'm i'm gonna target and i think i did the past maybe the first two mock drafts that we did i took Cortland sutton here and uh, this to me this is a very very good value for what could be a wide receiver one on his team and if it's Teddy Bridgewater has potential to be top 24 upside, you know, uh, and you're taking him at wide receiver 32, taking him in the seventh round. I mean, that, I think that's really, really good value, man. I like it. I like it. A target for me in this round is it, it hurts a little bit. It kind of hurts to say it because I know I know what you're going to say when I say his name. Damian Harris. I, I like it, bro. New England Patriots running back. Every report right now is he is light years ahead. He is the absolute RB1 in New England. Okay. Now, part of this is going to hint, is going to, you know, the quarterback situation in New England matters for this pick, right? Absolutely. If you take him and he, and Cam Newton is the starter, understand that. His goal line rushing touchdown upside is capped. Almost non-existent, okay? If it's Mac Jones, I'm taking Damian Harris, smashing the draft button. No doubts in my mind. I'm not worried about Damian Harris. I'm worried if Cam Newton's the quarterback. And I'm not worried about passing down work. That's not what I'm worried about in this round, in this part of the draft because at this point, I already have my top two running backs. I already have probably my third. This is probably my fourth running back if I'm drafting the way that I normally like to draft if I can get Damian Harris as my fourth guy where I don't have he doesn't need passing down work to be effective for my team if he can get goal line work with Mac Jones as a quarterback this could be a huge value this could be almost like almost like Mike Davis in the round before where he's going to get a bunch of touches I mean Rex Burkhead's not there anymore 
all the passing down work is going to go to James White. That's fine. Nick, I'm okay with that. But if I can get the rushing touchdown work from Damian Harris, I'm super excited about that. Yeah, man. When you're taking a RB33 with, you know, top 24 upside, it you know, that that's great value. Uh, I think Damian Harris, there you know, it's a tale of two two sides. You you don't know what you're going to get, you know. Uh and to me, I know a lot of people are like, yes, Cam Newton's going to steal the goal line work, all that kind of stuff. But if you really kind of look at it, like Cam Newton got a lot of red zone looks, you know, goal line looks, runs, whatever. They teams were figuring that out. Teams were stuffing him. There, you know, it, it wasn't working at a certain point. They're going to have to fix it. They're going to have to figure it out. And I think Damien Harris is going to be the beneficiary of that. So I do like Damien Harris, but temper expectations. Let's see what happens. And I do agree with you, though. I think he has more of an upside with Mac Jones. Yeah. I like that. 100%. It's just it's all about the upside. So Yeah, man. Did you give a... You, you went in this round, right? You gave I, a fade I gave a, a target. I did not give a fade. All right, let's go with your fade. I'm going to go ahead. My fade. Oh, man. I mean, for obvious reasons, you got David Johnson. It, it's <laughs> You sound it's, so defeated. Dude, it's the Houston Texans. The Houston Texans are already defeated. They're already 0-17. Yeah. It's, it's okay. Oh, they, that sounds worse. Yes. That sounds worse than 0-16. <laughs> Because it is by math, math checks by out. one game. Yeah, <laughs> that's rough, dude. But uh, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna say I'm gonna probably fade Leonard Fournette just because I don't. I I much rather have the other options in this round rather than like I rather take my shot on T Higgins or oh 100 you know what I'm saying yeah. or you know even Damian Harris I might you know take that over him. Uh, I rather. Get Jamar Chase, Cortland Sutton, uh, you know, just other guys that I would rather have and I think present more of a value and more of an upside than Leonard Fournette does. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Ronald Jones is a better runner than he is, and Gio is a better pass catcher than he is. Yes. So he's kind of like very, very stuck muddy. in the middle. Exactly. Yes. So Stuck in the mud. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, my fate in this round is 100,000% DJ Chark. Yep. And I draft. I had him on my teams last year. I bought into the hype. First year owning him last, or having him on my teams. Now, he already Urban Meyer is talking about how he didn't like how he was playing last year. He didn't like his his effort or his size or his speed. He didn't like any of that stuff. He didn't. He said he didn't play like an NFL wide receiver, and that that is like red flag, red flag, red flag to me. That he doesn't like DJ Chark, and he also went out and got an older version of DJ Chark. Yeah. In Marvin Jones. Yeah. Like, it, and, they play the same style of football pretty much. Right. And the, the other the other point I'll bring up is that I already have trust issues with Urban Meyer in the NFL. I mean, the team had holes everywhere. And reports came out he wanted to draft Kadarius Toney. But they were sniped by the Giants. So then he panics and takes Travis Etienne. So it just shows me he's not – like, he's – I feel like he's in over his head right now. Yeah. And I just feel like he's not going to be making sound decisions. I feel like I feel like he's not going to be the head coach of this team very long. And I don't know, man. They're, they're, this regime is not tied to DJ Chark. He's just he's a guy that suffered last year with bad quarterback play. Now he gets an upgrade for sure. But it's also a rookie quarterback. It's a team that wants that's probably going to want to run the ball with their new coordinators, Daryl Bevel and I just don't see I don't see DJ Chark giving you a good return on investment in this round. Yeah, man. All right, let's finish it up. We got one more round to go. Um right? uh, round eight, man. Round eight. All right. So in this round, we've got Robbie Anderson, AJ Dillon, Dallas Goddard, Kenyon Drake, James Conner, Matthew Stafford, Tyler Boyd, Will Fuller, Ryan Tannehill, Joe Burrow, Logan Thomas. Steelers defense is in there too, but that's an easy fade. We're not even going to talk about that one. Don't draft defenses before the last round. Don't do it. Don't buy into the hype. Don't take the number one defense. Like, unless they play the Houston Texans week one, like you're not you're not targeting them. And they play Buffalo week one. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> please 
just for for the love of all things good with 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 the world, do not take defenses this early. Like stop doing it. You're not cool because you have the best def- the quote best defense in the league because that changes so much year to year. Mm-hmm. It's it's an easy fade. So we're not even going to talk about that one anymore. We're going to push that one aside. Give me a fade in the last round. And, yeah, who you got? Who's Dude, your fade? my fade for this round is going to be Josh Jacobs' teammate, Kenyon Drake. I I just – I don't I don't know. I so don't, you're fading the entire situation. Yes. The, like I said, when we did our divisional uh, chumps or champs mm-hmm. uh, series – I, I want the Hershey kiss. I want Darren Waller. I want the one. I don't want the whole Hershey bar. I just want the Hershey kiss. Give me that from the Oakland or not the Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, almost, hey, almost hey, said hey, it. Hey. I know I did say it. You did say it. I did say it. Um, from the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, I I don't want any other part of this of that offense. No, no, I, I, I agree. Uh, fade for me in this round is going to be James Conner. Running back for the Arizona Cardinals. So you just don't like the Arizona running backs. Yeah. No, I, just, I don't like I'm not a fan Vegas of the Vegas ones. You don't yeah. like the Arizona ones. Yeah. I um yeah, I'm just not a fan. Uh you know, listen, James Conner has a great story, but he can't stay healthy. He can't stay on the field. And, you know, he struggled last year, but he was behind a pretty bad offensive line. Doesn't get much better in Arizona. I mean, it's not like I mean, they're not terrible, but they're also not like a top ten offensive line. So and it's on a team that likes to throw the ball a lot. Now, he could get some goal line work, but I don't know. I just feel like it's a wasted pick at this point in the draft. I'd rather take some of the receivers here. They have a little bit more upside. Maybe start thinking about tight end if I'm here, like a Dallas Goddard, who's shown pretty bright flashes when he's been the only guy. Uh, you know, if you're waiting on quarterback, this is a perfect round to take your first quarterback if you're in a single quarterback league. And that's going to lead right into my target for this round and that is Matthew Stafford uh I won't get him in my home league because we have a pretty big uh Homer fan Lions <laughs> fan in that league so Stafford will probably be drafted in the fifth round in that league but here in the eighth round if I can somehow get Matthew Stafford in the eighth round listen I think that this offense the Rams offense is going to be a Machine, yeah, it's an absolute electric, machine. Man. Like I feel like they're going to be in the red zone a lot. They're going to be scoring points left and right, and that offense is going to go through Matthew Stafford. You know, they got rid of Jared Oof, and they sent him away to Detroit. And man, I'm just along I'm, with all their other first round draft picks. Hey, who needs him, bro? <laughs> who needs him? Who needs him with a roster like this? They have a just look at their roster. You top need to bottom. win the Super Bowl. That's what you need to do. Yeah, I could easily see Tampa and the Rams in the NFC Championship. Absolutely. in twenty twenty one. And that's not even a homer pick. You know, the Tampa Bay offense. Tampa Bay is just as good. Oh, they got to be favored with bringing back everybody that was oh, in yeah, the for Super sure. Bowl. And listen, if anybody wants to tell me otherwise that Tampa shouldn't be the favorite to win the freaking Super Bowl this year, come find me on Twitter. <laughs> okay, I will take it. Okay. Matthew Stafford is my guy in this round. I think he's going to be awesome. He's been awesome his entire career. He just hasn't gotten any help. He has a solid running game. He has a good defense. He has weapons at receiver all around. I'm ready for it. Tyler Higby, you're probably going to have a really good year as a tight end. I, I picked him as a sleeper. Let's go. Give me Matthew Stafford in the eighth round. Yeah, man. Uh, a lot of similar things for me. Same position. Same reasons. But I'm going to go with Ryan Tannehill as my target in this this round. Love it. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, man, he's one of the most efficient quarterbacks in the league right now. And you can see, like, A.J. Brown finishing as a wide receiver one last year. I'm pretty sure even in the top ten. And he had, like, 106 targets. Like, he's one of the most efficient quarterbacks and I mean, helps that AJ Brown's a beast. Like <laughs> the dude, the dude's awesome. But they also brought in. They just traded for you know just uh, Julio yeah, Jones. Just, you know, just a guy yeah. named Julio. Just a guy. You know, one well, of the, one of the best receivers of all time. Exactly. And I don't care about what you guys say or whoever says it. You don't bring in Julio Jones and not throw the ball more. You know what I'm saying? Like you're not gonna yeah. give Derrick Henry almost 300 carries in a in a like. 
250, whatever. Like, he was, what, at, like, um, like 280? Um, I mean, like they really need to start close. thinking about reducing his workload because yeah. they're going to run him into the ground. For sure. He's an effective guy, man. They have to protect him. They have I to think, throw the ball more. I think adding Julio Jones is just going to help everybody out. You know, I, I don't know if I'm really maybe targeting Julio, but I, I think it's helping everybody out. You you have to respect the fact that you have AJ and Julio on the outsides. Mm-hmm. And then also you're already respecting the fact that you have Derrick Henry, but you can't bring in another guy to try to stop Derrick Henry, even though that doesn't even work. It's, it's, it's like, literally <laughs> pick your poison with this offense, and that plays so well into Tannehill's hands yes. because if you load the box, you've got AJ Brown and Julio one-on-one on the outside. Whether that's a man defense or a zone, pick whatever your poison. it is. Pick your poison. If you're going to put two safeties deep, you smash Derrick Henry down. You know, all, And that just makes the offense more efficient. That gives you more scoring opportunities. And Ryan Tannehill is great on the ground as well. Yep. Don't, don't forget that. Ryan Tannehill was a receiver in college. Yes. That dude can yep. run. Yep. So easy 20 points a game from, a, from, a quarter, from this quarterback. I love the pick here. Justin. That's eight rounds, man. Yep. We went through it. We had some talked about some guys that, you know, we're targeting, talking about some guys that were fading based on ADP, right? I mean, obviously, I would like to have any of these players on my team. You know, it, it just depends on the cost. That's the right cost. Right. It just has to be the right cost. And all the guys we talked about as fades, you know, you 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 would I would take them if they were maybe around later. Yeah. You know, absolutely. If the price was if the price is right, I'll take them. And the guys that I'm targeting are, I feel like they're perfectly priced or they're underpriced. Yeah, underpriced. I'm going to take advantage of that. For sure. So I think this is a great conversation, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Definitely good. All right, guys, that's going to be it for us today. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Pigskin Champs Fantasy Football Podcast. If you guys haven't yet, please go find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, CastBox, all the podcast platforms you can find. Follow us on Twitter at pigskin underscore. Jay Gonzo and at pigskin underscore D rock. Justin, take us away, man. Appreciate you guys tuning in yet again. We will be back later on this week with another episode of the pigskin champs fantasy football podcast. See you.